0: Hi, friends, and welcome to the Lemonade Legacy Podcast. My name is Megan, your host, and I am so excited that you're here today. If you don't know, the Lemonade Legacy Podcast is just a place for you to come to feel encouraged, inspired, to also know that you're not alone. Whatever desert you might feel like you're walking in, whatever valley you feel you're low in, it is about us locking arms, women, girls of all ages, locking arms and walking out this journey of life together. We're basically we're taking the lemons of life and trying to make some sweet lemonade. And we can only do that together. So welcome to the Lemonade Legacy Podcast. Okay, I'm going to dive right in. I'm not even going to belabor this like I like to do sometimes. Y'all know me. I'm just so excited and I just get so full of all the things. Um, but I really want to hop in. By the time you listen to this, it might be next year, it might be next week, it might be I don't know when, when it will be, but this will always apply. But in honor of it being mental health awareness week, I really feel like this is such a huge part of my story, which you're going to hear so much more of, because I really just feel inspired and encouraged to keep walking in this direction with this podcast. Um, And specifically from my own story of just really severe anxiety. You guys, if I haven't explained before, which I don't even think I have, my story of anxiety and even bouts of depression it runs really really deep and i know some people are like from the outside looking in yeah i would never have thought that i remember people literally saying i would never when i finally got like honest about what i was dealing with way deep inside my soul the torment and the torture and just the days where i just felt like i can't do this anymore when i finally came open with that it was amazing the amount of people that were like, whoa, I would have never have guessed that that was a situation. And here's what I want to say. Most of the time, friend, we never know. Anxiety is one of those things that you can hide and you can hide it so well until it gets to the point where it just starts leaking out or you notice that friend's not been around for a while because they've been laid up on their couch with a blanket over their head, no, not wanting to move. And hello, depression is knocking at your door. So I don't know where you find yourself today. I don't know if you've dealt with anxiety. I don't know if you've had irrational fears. I don't know if you've struggled with hypochondria like I have. I don't know if you have postpartum depression. I don't know where you find yourself, but odds are if it's not you, someone in your life is either walking in this huge battle or you may at some point find yourself in a place of anxiousness or you know somebody who you could share this with so in honor of that I want to share a little bit about my story with you and then I really want to just give you some real practical stuff because I remember when things were especially hard for me dealing with anxiety that I had done all the things quote unquote if you could see me right now I'm like air quoting I had done all the right things And I think I would get so frustrated when those quote unquote things didn't feel like they were working. And here's what I know is that when you are in the midst of it, most of the time you don't have rational thinking. So you're pulling from this well of all the things that you know, which can be overwhelming in the moment when you're like in a panic attack or extremely anxious or whatever it looks like for you to just think of what's gonna work in the moment. And most of the time, if you're mid panic attack, or just really, really anxious in a situation, you don't have the clear head or the discipline to do the right helpful things. And so this is hopefully to help you to begin implementing some practices daily, even when you maybe don't feel super anxious, Just beginning to implement some practices that will help you in the long term and then will become like muscle memory, like a second kind of, you won't even have to think about it when you enter the moments of extreme panic or anxiety or really hard situations that just cause you to worry. So that's what I want to do. But first, I'm just going to start with this. Here's what I want to tell you. I don't want to ever normalize anxiety, but I want to normalize anxiety if that makes sense. I want you to know that if you're dealing with anxiousness, worry, um, panic attacks even, I don't know, whatever it is for you, that's what it looks like for me. If you're dealing with that, that it is okay that you are not alone and that you are going to be okay. I know in the moments it doesn't feel like it and you feel crazy and you feel weird and every time you have a panic attack, you feel like you're dying and you feel like it's not a panic attack and you feel like, what is happening in my life? I want to tell you, you are not alone and you are going to be okay. So let's just start with that because that's what I really needed to hear and wanted to hear when I was knee deep in massive panic attacks and you know, at the reality is those people who are really worried are just looking for reassurance in the moment. Like, am I going to be okay? Like, I'm feeling all this crazy stuff right now, but am I going to be okay? Friend, you're going to be okay. Take a deep breath. Go ahead and do that. Let's do that right now together. Ready? If you need to do that a few more times, hit pause and come back. Take a deep breath because we're about to jump into this. And I really hope this is encouraging to you. So since I was probably about seven years old, a little bit of my story, um, I started just getting really worried. I was always a cautious little girl, um, you know, just the one that's like, "Ooh." I would think about when people would say, hey, do you want to go do this? I'd be like, well, what if there's a car that comes across the street and hits us? You know, little things like that, that some children do think of. And there's some real value in having a cautious child because it's hard to have the child that just runs into the middle of the street without thinking. (laughs) Anyway, um, I was the more cautious child, but that cautiousness turned into a real obsessive, compulsive, mental pattern that caused me to worry and fear over almost every little thing you could imagine. Um, And as a seven-year-old child, it just began to run my life, and as a seven-year-old child, you don't really know. Like you're just learning how to navigate the world. You're learning all the things around you. You're learning how to process um, hard stuff in life. You're learning how to process good stuff in life. You're learning how to be cool (laughs) in friends, with friends at school. Like there's just so many things that are happening in kids' lives and there's so many developmental milestones that are happening that there's just a lot going on. And then you add in this, you know, prone, Ability, whatever you want to call it, proneness. I don't think that's a word, but we're just going to go with it. Proneness to anxiety and you just have a disaster or what seems like a disaster because it's really hard to navigate, especially in children, because we don't always know. And as a parent, we're trying to say, okay, what's like a real thing here? And what's like, just, okay, suck it up, buttercup. You know, like you're going to be okay. You're just being emotional because you're a seven-year-old. And that's a really hard thing, I think, as a parent to walk through. So if you have children who are dealing with anxiety, um, patience, 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 patience. Assure them that they are okay, that you love them. um, And then if need be, get them help. But the reality of it is like it's just a hard understanding. Like my parents just did the best that they knew how. But at the end of the day, it's like irrational. And at some points, you got to be like, listen, you're fine. Move on. Like, And when you are... A person who is dealing with anxiety no matter what age you are you understand that how irrational your mind is and chaotic it is that when someone tells you to relax or just get over it or I don't see why you're so worried you know that they just you just have these thoughts of like they don't get it like they don't understand they have no idea what I'm feeling like right now and so for me this was kind of the trajectory of my life so Starting from seven years old, I just developed really severe. And for me, the anxieties were centered around health. So that's would be what we would call hypochondria, where I just literally thought I had every disease there was Um I was afraid to do normal things like play outside because I would break my leg or I, would, I mean, I even had a small eating disorder because, not because I wanted to be thin, but because I was afraid I would choke. Like there was just very irrational fears that had developed in my life. And so I had these mental patterns. And so what ended up happening was as my life progressed, you just see this timid, fearful little girl grow into this, adolescent grow into this young adult who is just fearful and timid in every way. Now, The fear somewhat changed, but the center was all, the root was all still the same. I just started to deal with it differently. And because I was so stressed out all the time from being so anxious, I started to develop really debilitating physical symptoms. I started to uh, have heart palpitations where my heart would race. I started to um, feel like it was fluttering. I started to get this weird. And if you've ever dealt with health anxiety, you'll understand this. So if you're under my voice, you'll understand dizziness, feeling like you're on a boat and you don't know how to walk. Like these are all were like my every day. And it was so debilitating because for somebody who feels like they have every disease in the book to have these real symptoms, whether they were caused by mental stress or not, they were real physical symptoms. It was like, a vicious cycle that was just the worst. And when you're young, it's hard because you're like, I know that I've gone to the doctor and got all these things checked out, but I don't trust it Like because I still feel this way. And so if you're there, I get you and I understand. Oh my word, I understand, friend. So take heart, keep listening. Can I cure you today? No, that's not why we're doing this. I'm here to encourage you to say you're not alone and to say, hey, there's some real stuff you can do because I have so much freedom, friend. I have so much freedom, so don't give up. So, you know, as I progressed in age, things just got really bad. It got to where I was in college and I was having, I'm. if you've ever had a panic attack, you know that one once every other month is awful. I was having three, to five even sometimes panic attacks a day my adrenaline was so out of whack I was just a hot mess like for lack of better words I was a hot mess so I had never done any type of medication because I because here's the other part I'm stubborn and I didn't want to take medication one it wasn't even because I didn't want medicine because of pride like oh I, I can heal this on my own it wasn't like that it was more of like I was afraid to take the medicine because again, I have severe health anxiety at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to take medicine. What if it like makes me worse? Like, what if I have some weird, serious reaction that you read on Google? Like, this was me. So eventually, though, I got to college, my mom was like, listen, listen, Megan, I know you don't want to take medicine but she's like medicine is not bad and she's like you might just need it for a little bit until you can just like your body can take a chill like it is just so overactive and you're there's nothing you can do right now that's helping it it's just out of whack so I agreed and I got on some medication and for me this particular this was a while ago so you know whatever I think medication is if you need it for the season you do it okay You do it. It is not worth you being stubborn or prideful if you need it. And it is going to give you a better quality of life. And then if you eventually want to get off, you can do that. But hear me out. I'm not for nor against. I'm just saying you do what you need in the moment. So for me, this particular thing did not work well. I found myself extremely tired. I would sleep all day. I'd be up all night. I had horrible nightmares. um, And I just felt like a zombie. Like I just didn't feel like myself I didn't feel like it was for me. So this particular one, well, you know me. After that, I was like, nope, I'm done. Peace out. I gave it a, I gave it a shot. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not saying that's the right answer. Medication could be a really useful tool. And so, you know, maybe you need to try a few different things. But for me, you know, that's not my story. And I was like, no, no thanks. I'm done. Um, and so after that, I just have, you know, from that time on, essentially, y'all, and I used to have such a hard time telling this, but I'm so redeemed and feel – Like, you know what, my story is still being written and regardless of what my past looked like, you know, anxiety and fear has robbed so much of what I would sense as joy in my life as well as just what, what the world would see as accomplishment. So I failed out of college. Yep, that's right. Completely failed out of college. Felt so guilty because I probably wasted so much of my parents' money, um, on top of that, like I just felt like a failure. So add on top of my already anxious, worried self, this new label of failure, because I literally could not function. I just couldn't function. It was so debilitating. I wanted to lay in bed and cry all day. And that's when I realized that it was no longer just anxiety. You know, you feel jitters, you have too much coffee, you know, that feeling of like anxiety. That's what I felt like all the time. Not just after coffee, I couldn't even drink coffee, because it would make me nuts. But that's another thing side note not gonna rabbit trail too far but if you are a coffee drinker and you notice that you're having lots of spells of anxiety I would cut the coffee just cut it for a couple of months until you kind of get back under control and then you know maybe slowly increase it because that can be a, a trigger for sure if you're already sensitive okay so enough about coffee um so yeah I just had this new label of just failure and I was devastated and that is when I realized that I was no longer just anxious but now I had slipped into depression and depression is all in of itself different I you know some people stay in depression but I think a lot of times depression kind of can ebb and flow and it it's like anxiety in my mind is the beginnings and then anxiety can turn into depression and so depression is all in of itself something completely different it's not just a feeling of like jitteriness or worry it's like I don't want to get out of bed. It's like weeping all day long. It is a doom cloud. It is literally like this dark gray cloud that is over you all the time. You have no excitement, no joy. You feel like a zombie. You feel like it's almost like an out-of-body experience in your body. You just feel heavy and dark. Everything feels so dark. And, you know, one way that I can only liken it to because I'm a visual learner is like everyone is around you. You're at a swimming pool, okay? Okay and you just went under the water and literally everyone's staring at you and you can see them and you're trying to scream but you're under the water trying and your like head is like just below the water you're trying to get up that's what to me depression feels like it feels like you're screaming on the inside but nobody can hear you and it is just an awful awful place and and the devastating part of this is I remember I was probably about 18 or 19 years old when things were pretty bad I was driving home from something I don't even remember but I was just so overcome with this darkness looming over me and this heaviness that I remember crying out and being like God if this is the life that you have for me in my car I'll never forget if this is the life you have for me and I'm just weeping I don't want it and it was like in that moment that I felt like this is not good. Like I'm not in a good place. I am not in a good place at all. And friend, I know, I know I'm not alone. I know there are so many people. The statistic is ridiculous. It's like two thirds, or it might even be more than that, of the, of the, like the population in the world are have issues with anxiety, and even more with depression. And I think some of that is our world. We have cre- we have no boundaries. We have no relaxation. We go, go, go. We overschedule ourselves. We are um, in debt to our eyeballs. We there's just so many things relationally that can cause even more stress in our life. Not even adding what we already cause for stress in our own life. So. I know that there are lots of people who are walking around who can relate to what I just described. And I want to let you know, please, if you are listening to this, do not give up. Do not give up. I know in the moment, you think that would be the best option. And it's not even about you. Because a lot of people like to think that these people who, um, you know, commit suicide or things like this, like, we all like to say it's selfish. And from the person who has not walked in that dark place I get that but from the person who is in the trenches of that darkness their thoughts are like everybody would be better without me I am a burden to people I am so sad I am so this I cannot have fun I just bring everybody down so for them in that moment it really yes it's about them quote unquote, but it's not. The thought process is not. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. But when you're in it, you don't know the truth. You can't find the truth because of how you feel. Because our mental processes have gone from now, it's not just words and thoughts. Now it's actual feelings chemically happening in our body. And so this is a real thing. So if you are here, friend, do not give up. Please call a friend, call a counselor, get some help. So when I realized that I was in that place, I was like, something has got to change. I remember I prayed so much, just countless, like, I just need out of this. And it never felt like it ever really went away. Um, And then what I started doing was, (laughs) here's a real practical thing. I started working out. I know y'all are thinking that's not the answer to my depression. And I'm not saying that is not that simple. And it has not been that simple. But... I started working out. The other thing I did was I got involved in something. Here's what I wanna tell you. One of the number one anxiety producing depression type things is isolation. If you are alone, It is the worst of the worst and it only feeds your anxiety. It only feeds your depression. When you get around other people, when you get involved in groups, communities, when you go have coffee with a friend, these kinds of things, this community type stuff, it changes the atmosphere and it may not happen overnight, but over time it does produce good stuff. So one thing you need to do if you're facing this is you need to find somewhere to get involved. You need to find somewhere to serve. If you want to go to your local shelter and serve if you got some friends who meet up once a month if you want to start the group that meets up once a month even if you don't feel like it first you fake it you fake it until you start to feel it because you will and the other thing is um exercise so some people who are dealing with chronic anxiety and this is one of the things that if you follow me on instagram i share a lot about one of my passions is fitness And I haven't always been good at it because yet again, health anxiety. So lots of the things when you are first working out and you have, you're really anxious is they mimic, um, you know, panic, like your heart rate getting up quickly, like these kind of things mimic some of that. So it can be hard if you're just starting out, but all that to say, starting out, getting moving is really, really important and helps because not only is it good for your body and we know this and helps you sleep well, we know this, but it does it genuinely, um, releases endorphins and the happy serotonin, which if you are super anxious, stressed out, and depressed even, you are lacking in serotonin. There is a low level of serotonin that is happening. One, because it just keeps getting depleted. Also, your adrenaline is probably higher than the average person. And so working out helps you to just kind of like get some of that out. So those were a couple of things that I started practically Um, even just slowly to begin to dig myself out of this place. And y'all, I just was, I just had to start talking to somebody. Like, so the number one thing, I'm going to give you a few things, but the number one thing I want to give you is that If you don't have a friend that you trust that would be willing to sit in the trenches with you and you would go talk to like once a month or whatever that looks like for you, grab coffee. If you don't have that kind of person and not everybody does and that's okay, or you might be like, I don't really, I'm not ready to like share this with anybody. I just super duper recommend a counselor. Find yourself a good counselor. And if you've got to try out a few, You try out a few. You can date a counselor. Like you find the one that works with you that you feel like is going to be a good fit. Trust me. I've gone to several counselors and there were times and I went in there really hard and stubborn because I've been dealing with this for a long time time and so I felt many times I knew more than the counselor because I had literally walked in those shoes and I'm like it's easier when someone has walked in the shoes that you've walked in and had some real problems not just learned it in a book and I am not discrediting that but it's sometimes for me I like needed some proof like I always feel like I need the proof like wait did you actually get better like because that's what I need right now I'm struggling. I know all the things. I've read it all online. Trust me. (laughs) Google was like my worst enemy. Okay. Dr. Google was my worst enemy. So anyway, find a counselor. It might feel expensive, whatever. You'll go buy a new pair of shoes. You'll go buy some clothes. Go spend some money on your mental health. And if you cannot afford to do that, would you message me because I will find a way. I will find a way for you to see somebody who could potentially help you. It is that important, friend, especially when you're in that really, really dark place. It is literally for some people, it can be the difference between life and death. So please, please reach out to a counselor. I finally found one. You know, I had been dealing with anxiety and stuff for years and I finally found one a couple years ago. And I remember I sent her like this list and I'm like kind of a people pleaser. So I uh, tend to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, I like to try to go with the flow most of the time. And but there's these other aspects of my personality that come out every once in a while. And it came out when I was, you know, basically going to see if she could potentially be my counselor. And I, I just straight up messaged her and I was like, listen, this is what I'm looking for. And that I, I can't just have somebody to talk to. I need somebody who is going to actually help me. Give me some real stuff that I can apply and do because I'm I'm just I'm tired and I really want this to work. I really want to be free from this. Like I know I'm not living my best life. I know this isn't me. Like when I'm walking this every day, I know it's not me. I know this isn't the girl I'm supposed to be. And she could take it and she said, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I appreciate your authenticity. Let's give it a shot. You guys, I saw that counselor for probably like a year and I will never forget the day I was standing in the driveway on the phone. We were getting ready to move to a new state and she said to me, "You know, I just want to let you know that we were actually we actually skyped because she was in a different state, but she was just that awesome and I wanted to talk to her, so we did Skype calls for our counseling sessions and so I was on the phone with her. And she was like, "Listen, I think this is going to be your last session. I, she's like, and I don't get to say this very often to my people, but I don't think you need to see me anymore. You have just come so far that now it's just going to be like maintenance. Like you're just going to have to like keep applying what we've gone over. Y'all, I will never forget that day. One, because it was emotional and I thought, wait, what? What just happened? And I knew it because the, pa- the the few months prior to that, I had just gotten so much freedom. Like I, I realized that there were times when I would be sitting around and I wouldn't be anxious. I would like catch myself not being anxious and I would probably start thinking about something to be anxious about because my mind was not used to that much space and clarity. Here's the thing also, anxiety and fear, these things will rob you of creativity. They will rob you of purpose because your mind is so focused and so full of all the lies, all the different things you're worrying and thinking about that you don't have space. Like I don't have space. I'm a creative person. I had no space for it. And so I began in those last few months of our counseling, noticing that I had this space to the point where I would like literally catch myself not worrying and then try to find something to worry about. Cause I was like, wait, this is weird. This new skin is weird. And I will never forget that for that reason. And also because I felt so empowered. I felt like for all these years, anxiety had just been happening to me. And I felt like there was nothing I could do. I felt so helpless and hopeless. And I didn't know what to do. and Nobody could fix me and, you know, all the things. And for the first time, I felt empowered, like, whoa, here, like, this is legit. Like, I, I, I worked hard at this. And through prayer, and through like, r- digging in, I legit, it, like found freedom. Like I have legit found freedom. And was it overnight for me? No, it was a process. And is it still a process? Absolutely. Are there still days where I find myself anxious and worried? Yeah, probably more than the average person. But now I know what that tastes like, that freedom, and I'm running. I'm running in the freedom. So even though maybe a couple weeks ago I had a panic attack out of nowhere, (laughs) which feels like out of nowhere every time, it doesn't matter. In that moment, I get a choice. I can either choose to be defeated And be like discouraged, which is a very real tendency. And I tend to go there real quick. It's so easy to go right back to that place. But I can also choose okay, this happened. It sucks. But you know what? I'm not derailed. I am not off the horse. I'm going to jump back on and I'm going to keep on trucking along because I'm so much farther than I've ever been in my whole life. And I don't want to stop now. I want to keep going because I still think the same things I did when I was even more anxious, even though I'm a little less anxious. I think there's more freedom for me. There's more for me to share. There's more for me to help people walk through and to get freedom because I believe That the girl I am now, though she's not where I want to be, that she is so much further than where she was. And I know probably even someone that's listening, girl, you might be listening right now and you'd be like, man, I'm the seven-year-old version of you. Or I'm the college age version of you. Or I'm the girl that was in her car weeping saying, if this this is it, I don't want it. You might be in all of those places. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm not there anymore. And that you don't have to stay there either. You can keep moving and this is why it is just so important mental health is so important we put so much emphasis on how we look i mean look at instagram look at facebook look at all these social media fonts where we are like want to look good and that's all well and good but if your soul doesn't look good if you are struggling on the inside at the end of the day it doesn't matter none of that matters if you are a hot mess in your mind none of that matters So I want to encourage you, mental health is real. So here's, here's like three things I want to give you today to walk away with. And there's going to be so much more of this. And, um, please reach out if you resonate with any of this and let me hear your story. I'd love to share and just really just be with you in the trenches. Cause I get it. I'm, I am you. (laughs) I know what you're feeling. So you don't have to feel weird or uncomfortable. Like I totally know and get you. I totally get you. Okay. Um, so Here's a couple of things that I'm gonna say if you could just try to start doing. You might need to do it daily. So, the first thing is gonna sound really simple, but I want you to every night before you go to bed take just like two minutes, if that's all you've got, take two minutes. You can do this a couple of ways. The first thing is you can put on some soft, like spa type music and just kind of get your mind right, lay completely silent, eyes closed just lay, relax, listen to the music. And then I want you to do something called mindful breathing. You've probably heard of this. You've probably Googled it. If you're an anxiety person, you probably have, but I want you to begin to practice this every single night, every single night. Just take two minutes to yourself and take deep. You inhale slowly through your nose. You expand your stomach. Don't take short little breaths. Take deep, expand your stomach, and you exhale slowly through your mouth, and you repeat this sequence for about two minutes. I want you to start trying that every single night. You might not feel anything at first, but we're trying to build up new patterns for you, new habits for you, new routines for you so that your mind can go somewhere else. The other thing I want you to do is this one I love. My husband actually got me doing this one um, because so much of our pain... Uh, so much of our symptoms with anxiety pain just physical pain whatever it may be is really in relation to our mind and where our mind's at the mind is super powerful so another thing I would love you to try to do is to grab a notebook a notebook scrap paper whatever it doesn't have to be anything fancy this is not a journal entry this is literally probably for me it works in the evening so maybe you can do it right before you do your deep breathing but grab a notebook and just start writing out whatever comes to your mind like Don't think about it don't like try to formulate complete thoughts or sentences you don't even need nice handwriting you just start writing everything that's in your mind every worry every fear it can be all about one thing whatever it is just start writing what's in your head onto this scrap paper onto this notebook whatever when you get to the point and you will this is funny I don't know how long it will take you but it is super interesting when you get to the point where there's really nothing else coming to your mind like that actually happens like there's like literally no more words coming and sometimes some days that takes longer than others then you rip it out and you ball it up and you throw it away. You don't look at it. You don't read it. You don't try to make sense of it. You just throw it away. You go do your deep breathing and you go to bed. Okay, so that's thing number two. One, deep breathing. Thing number two, grab a notebook, do the thing. And then the last thing I want to encourage you with, and I kind of already encouraged you with this because I just think everybody, let's normalize counseling, okay? Go find somebody to talk to. Do not feel like you have to do this thing alone. Do not feel like you're weird or crazy. You're not. You're normal. You're super normal. You might be a little more sensitive, but you are super normal. And it is normal for people. And I will just encourage you. If you go and see a counselor, I say you're brave. I say you're courageous because there are so many people who if they would just go and get some help, they would be, I mean, like, it might not even take long for you. I don't know what your story is, but you might be like, oh my gosh, why didn't I start going to see a counselor like two years ago? I could have been so much past this. So we just need people to talk to. So date a counselor (laughs) if you need to. If you need some names of good counselors, reach out to me. I can help you with that too. So do that notebook, write it out. Don't think about it. Do your mindful breathing every single night and schedule some time. Chat with a friend or with a counselor. If you just start implementing those three things right off the bat, I know that those things are going to be helpful. Am I saying they're going to make you completely free of anxiety? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to promise you some magical unicorn. But what I am going to tell you is you will begin to find relief. If you just start implementing some new routines, some new passages, you will find relief. So I love you. You are not anxiety. You're not. You're just a girl, maybe a guy if you're listening who's dealing with it might be on you a little bit you might be wearing it as a name tag but it is not who you are and it does not have to be who you stay so be encouraged you're not alone do not give up we're going to do this you're going to overcome you're going to overcome because I've overcome and I'm still overcoming and I believe that that's going to be your story too so thank you so much for listening Don't give up, friend. Share this with a friend who you may know that needs encouraging, who maybe is struggling in their mental health. They need to hear and be encouraged that there are other people in the trenches that are trying to make some sweet lemonade too with the lemons of their life. So you don't always get to choose the lemons, but you get to choose what you do with the lemons. I love you, friend. And if you loved this, please go share it. Also, please rate it. Because the more you do that, the more people can listen and get help and, and find freedom just like you and me. So love you. Until next time. Bye.